In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. Hello and welcome to DBE. This is your host, Stevie G. I'm so glad that you are tuning in this week. I have a very interesting guest. Before we get to my interview, I want to encourage everyone to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are listening. And if you want more Destinations Beyond Expectations, you can like the show's Facebook or Instagram page as well. You guys have heard of Amazon Prime, right? Well, why not try it out for free if you're not already a Prime member? Check the link in this week's show notes to try Amazon Prime free for 30 days. I'm pretty sure you'll like it, but if not, no worries. You can cancel at any time. Again, check the show notes for that link. My guest this week is Susan Ritter. Now, Susan is currently living in Penae, Malaysia, and the reason she lives in Malaysia is because she wants to raise her son in different parts of the world, and this is one of her stops. Susan believes raising children in a global environment can help them become well-rounded and knowledgeable about different places and cultures. I really enjoyed my interview with Susan, so let's get to it. Susan, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for inviting me. So can you let our listeners know where on the globe you currently are right now? Sure. So I'm living with my 15-year-old son in Penang, Malaysia, and we've been here for three years, and it's just our first destination in a um, sort of a a plan to live on every continent before he is finished school and ready to go off to college. So this is our first destination. And once COVID's over, then we'll go find our next, our next destination. Very cool. And you've kind of described yourself to me as somebody living like a nomadic global lifestyle. Um, what, like what got you into that, uh, like plan you, you kind of referred to it as a plan, what made you kind of want to live that lifestyle? Yeah, so um, back in uh, my mid-40s, I was a um, workaholic, uh, career woman. It was all about getting up the ladder and making lots of money. And then I realized that it wasn't really getting me anywhere personally, and I thought I really wanted to have a kid. And so um, it's kind of my personality. If I decide I'm going to do something, I just go make it happen. And so I ended up doing that, and uh, my son was born when I was 47. And while I was sitting with him sort of in the middle of the night, getting him to go back to sleep, I was thinking about what I wanted to do for him and to help him in his life. And back in those days, um, that was 2005, so globalization was like the thing. Everybody was doing it, businesses were going overseas, and it was important for people to know where things were and where places were and learning new languages and all those kinds of things. So I really wanted to give that opportunity to my son. And I have always traveled. I got the bug when I was eight years old and my parents took me to Europe and I fell in love with traveling. For a while I was a travel agent in my early 20s and traveled all over the place, loved it. 
Um, and I just wanted to share that lifestyle with him. And I had uh, been working long and hard enough that I wasn't that far away from being able to just say I was done working and just take on a life of living wherever we wanted to. And so I wanted him to live on all the different continents before he grew up and went to college because I wanted him to experience what it's like to live in other parts of the world, not just first world countries, but um, second and third world countries, partly to understand just how lucky he is to have been born into a first world country, but also to recognize that people are really the same everywhere in the world. They, they get up, they go to work, they're concerned about their families, they're concerned about taking care of their families. And, and when you look, if you look at the news, you think that everything's a disaster and everywhere in the world is dangerous. But when you get to a place and you see the people and you're on the streets, you realize that people are just people and they're, they're doing the same things. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. And, and so there was, there was that. But also, I just knew I wanted to travel as, as a way of life at some point. And we were at a point I had a really good excuse for doing it now. It was going to be an education thing. So, so I could justify it to everybody. So, Very <laughs> so now cool. we're doing that. So you have this idea to kind of, you know, educate your son through this nomadic lifestyle. Um, so you have this idea, but now you're, you're, you've been doing it for a while. How has it been? What have you learned? And, and just talk to me about the experience. So, so it's been just wonderful. Now, we weren't going to go to Penang. That was not the first place we were looking at. It hadn't even crossed my radar to go to Asia at all. We were going to go into uh, Central America or South America. So I went to a conference uh, by International Living. It's, a, it's an organization that um, helps expats. Really quick, so the word expat has come up in multiple episodes, and I just want to define it for anyone who may not know that term. An expat or expatriate is simply someone who is currently living in a country other than their native country. And I've been following them for the 10 years beforehand, doing research on the various countries that were available. And because they're an American company, they speak mostly about locations in um, Central and South America. And so when I went to the conference, I thought that I would see um, that we would look at Nicaragua or Panama or Ecuador, one of those. But we ended up running into a fellow from Australia who had retired to Penang, and he did a presentation, and he was so crazy. You know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and he comes up on stage, and he's got a beer in each hand, and he's ready to give his talk. And... His whole talk is about having a great time and being relaxed and and just the great people. And it's an English-speaking country, even though you get to have this culture from the other side of the world. And I thought, you know, as a first place to go, that might be actually the best place to start because we'd only have to deal with culture shock but, and language we would already have. And then on our next try, our next move, then we could deal with the language with the culture shock. So that's why we did it, and he had us connected to a visa guy within days, and we were ready to go. Six, within six months, we were, we were over here. It's a country that um, has brought people in from all kinds of parts of the world, and so there's a real mix between the Western, Australian, and European influence, 
but also a very strong Indian influence and a Chinese influence. So it's been really a beautiful, beautiful experience being here. We love, we've got a great community. Well, I'm glad you've, you've kind of made it your home and it sounds like it's a great, uh, you're in a great spot and, and you're really, the people are embracing you and you're embracing the cultures. So that's wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, from a visitor's perspective, because you are, you're someone living there, you spend your whole time there. How about somebody who wants to just simply visit Panay? Is it a good tourist destination? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, actually, if you're going to come to Malaysia, it is the really the only tourist destination worth going to. It's built up on tourism, um, but it's also where, in the colonial times, it's where all the um, wealthy people lived. So there's communities here with big mansions and beautiful places. Um, there's lots of parks. Um, they have lots of beach beach activities um, up on the northern northern shore. Lots of beautiful beaches to just go and do beach things. Uh, food. Penang is considered in Malaysia the place for food. Street vendors and markets. There's a night market up on up in the most in the really touristy area at the north end where the, where the big hotels are, the Hiltons and the Four Seasons and all those guys, um, they do a night market that does everything. It does uh, from ho- housewares through to all the different kinds of foods. And it's probably the most popular one because it's right there in the middle of the tourist area. And it basically, the whole that whole town turns into a night market and every street has these kiosks that just open up all the way down the street. Um, they do have a, there, there's also an amusement park with a great big, um, like a, like a water park with all the slides, like very, very typical, like you'd see anywhere in a first world country, anywhere else in the world. You know, they, they do all of those typical touristy things, but then you can also go and just spend the day at the beach. Uh, so it doesn't matter what you enjoy doing when you when you travel. They have it here. They have a Philharmonic here. They have a ballet troupe here, and and their whole art scene is like really vibrant. So I want to ask, you know, I know this is kind of sh- like shaking up your plans. COVID is something that's touched all the corners of the earth. How in Malaysia are you are you guys doing with COVID? So, so we're, we're doing great here. And when things, when it became obvious that this was going to spread really fast, the laws came out, the rules came out and people just followed them. And it was no question. And there was no animosity or anything. People, they put a a lockdown. You had to be home by seven o'clock in the evenings. So things shut down. Stores are open. It's like everywhere else. Stores are open for groceries but everything else was closed and people just went home. In the whole country, I think they've only had 100 deaths and I think they've only had 1,500 people even get sick that, that, that they've tracked. So that's, it's great to hear you guys are doing really well with COVID, but despite that, I'm sure you can't really travel anywhere right now. Um, what are your post-COVID plans? Do you plan on going somewhere? Are you settled in Malaysia? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so uh, it's really fortunate because we're on a, a visa, a 10-year visa that's renewable, and we don't even have to be in the country to maintain it. So um, as soon as COVID's up, 
we're going, we'll go back to America and sort of regroup. Um, but our next destination is either going to be in Europe. I'm thinking of purchasing pro a property that I may be able to turn into an Airbnb of some sort, um, either in Portugal or France or Italy, because there are some killer deals right now in real estate over there. Or we'll go back to our original plan, which was to maybe go into Central America. So we'll, we'll go down and travel through um, from Nicaragua down through to Panama um, and see what we like. So, um, so we'll decide. We'll decide when, we, when we're ready to go again where we really want to be. Cool. Now, how has your son kind of adapted to this lifestyle? I guess he probably hasn't really adapted because it's all he knows. Um, but do you think he enjoys and do you think he gets a lot out of living sort of a nomadic lifestyle? Yeah, yes. I, I'm really fortunate because he is um, he's a very social person. He loves the traveling. Like you say, he's he's been doing it his whole life. So he's comfortable with it. And um, and wherever we go, he just starts talking to people. It makes it easy for both of us to travel that he is that flexible and that and he actually is the one that opens doors for us better than I do. I'll, I'll get us there, but he's the one that sort of starts talking to people and then all of a sudden great things are happening and we're being invited off to do things and, and we're meeting people and, and doing activities. So, I, you know, when you asked the question, I was getting this thumbs up from him. So he, he's obviously... <laughs> So he's loving it. <laughs> Great. So what advice would you give to somebody who is maybe on the fence, who's maybe thought about living abroad with their children, but not really willing yet to commit to it? What advice would you give them? Yeah. So um, if, if you're a person that loves traveling and you've done some, then you just you have to try doing the living thing. It's actually easier to live abroad than it is to tour abroad. Um, just because you, you can actually go somewhere and get settled in. And the world has become so small over the last couple of decades. There's so many people living this way now that there are services that can, that can carry you along. It's not hard like it used to be. Now... You may have talked about this a little bit, but since moving to Panay, have you and your son been able to do some traveling, like uh, maybe to different countries close by, or can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So we spent that two weeks in Thailand, and we visited uh, both Bangkok and Chiang Mai, um, which are really the main centers. We never did get to the beaches, unfortunately, and, and we will go back and do that because uh, Phuket is one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. And you can't do Thailand and not do beaches in Thailand. They're, they're gorgeous. Hey guys, I wanna take a quick second to talk about Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is what I use to host this podcast. If you are thinking about starting your own podcast, I can't recommend Buzzsprout enough. They do all the work for you when it comes to getting your podcast on all the major platforms, so you can just focus on making your show. Check the show notes for a link to get started on Buzzsprout. Following that link lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. 
Now, Susan, you have started Creator's Compass. Can you tell me about that? Quick correction, that's Creator, no S, Compass. Um, so I started that a year ago. Um, my background is actually project management, and so I started it as a, um, a business consulting firm for startup entrepreneurs. And I realized that for people that have money but don't understand that there's more choice than just the stock market, there are better, safer places to invest and let your money grow without the risk of what happened in 2008 and then again this past this past March. Um, and so by, by understanding that for myself, I am completely free to do what I want regardless of what's going on in the economy all over the world because I have found ways to protect my wealth in a way that it can't be lost in a whole. And so I started working with people who also have a good income but don't know how to turn that into long-term wealth. And so I now coach them. Really, it's more of a mentoring where we taught, we find out where they are and where they want to go and what they have is their dream and then how to leverage their the money that they make to get them to that level where they can stop working for it and start just enjoying it. So where can someone find Creator Compass? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? So I, I do all of those. Um, I've really just started getting onto the social media. So I have a presence. Uh, I have a Facebook page under my name and then also a page for Creator Compass. <clears throat> and I also have a website. And the website is creator-compass.com. And, um, and it, it actually shows the work that I've done with startup businesses as well as the people scaling up and now the wealth the wealth aspect and so all of those sort of are represented in that in that company page great now susan i think i want to close with this um we on this podcast we consider ourselves students of travel people who really get a lot out of travel and have learned so much through travel experiences would you consider yourself a student of travel and if so what are some lessons that you've learned along the way Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, probably the most important lesson is is flexibility. Uh, we just we had a we had a trip to Ecuador and it was a, a fully planned trip. And then when we got there, we flew in and the tour group that was supposed to meet us didn't know where we were. So they didn't show up to pick us up. and We had to go find them. And then when we found them, we were supposed to take a flight with them from Quito down to Cuenca. And um, the night before, there was a volcanic eruption. And so all the flights were, were um, grounded. And so we had to figure out how we were going to get down to where our hotel was. And so as a group, we ended up renting a, a bus. And we did a bus tour across the country instead of flying down there. And... And for the people who are flexible and willing to just go with the flow, that ended up being a trip that was so much more than what we had booked it to be. It, we ended up meeting people in all these little towns that we would have been a flyover. We saw places, we ran into a little town that where every family was in competition for the, who, who made the best ice cream 
<laughs> and, and so we had ice cream in every little shop down the street and, and had to vote on which was the best one. Yeah, like things like that, like towns, whole towns based on who has the best ice cream, like who finds places like that, right? Yeah, that's so and, cool. And so, so that flexibility and just going with the flow, that's, that's the trick to traveling. Well, Susan, thank you so much for spending some time to chat with me on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on to do this. It's cool. Thank you, Stephen. It's been fun. Love telling telling our travel stories. A big DBE thank you to Susan. Go check out her website, creator-compass.com. And don't forget to check this week's show notes where I'll be including a link to get a free 30 days of Amazon Prime and another link to get your podcast started on Buzzsprout. Make sure you visit dbetravel.com if you haven't done so yet. I have all the episodes listed there as well as a few fun blogs. If you have any questions or comments about the show, shoot me an email to dbetravel1 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys enjoy the show, tell a friend. That is all I've got for this week, so I will talk to you soon. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800 774 7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, that's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.